Greetings, freaks, friends, family, boils, ghouls, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of the Death Comes Lifting podcast. I will be your host slash crypt keeper, Zach. And with me, I have a very special guest. He is the phantom limb power lifter. You've seen him creeping around the Death Comes Lifting social media lifting more weight on one leg while being malnourished and deconditioned and straight out of surgery more than uh, more weight than I would ever lift or anybody else could ever lift and he's just a great dude one of my best friends is uh Frank and Jan aka John Michael Simmons but we prefer to call him Frank and Jan around here (laughs) what's up thanks for doing this brother thanks for having me you're the man dude so uh I guess the purpose of this podcast will be to basically introduce you to the uh, to the Lifting Dead Army out there and everybody listening, because uh, we're going to be uh, working together for a while, if you haven't seen that already. We're kind of uh, documenting your journey from being amputated to <laughs> deadlifting a massive amount of weight for a powerlifting competition that is, remind me when that is. When's that? When's uh, the, when's November. November. Uh, 23rd, I think. There we go. So from now till November, we'll be pretty uh, rigorously working and to get you to that powerlifting meet, dude. That's going to be sweet. How are you How are you feeling about it right now? Pretty good. I feel and pretty good about you, it. You nervous about it at all? Uh, not nervous. Just... Um, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't really have very high expectations as far as weight goes. I just want to be able to get one in within a year of the surgery and it'll actually be nine months to the day. Um, and honestly, just get, get one under my belt like this. Get out <laughs> Set of a way. baseline and, and get something to improve on. Awesome, man. Well, we'll take it back to before when you had two legs. Yeah. We'll get to the one leg part later. But you suffered from quite a bit of injuries in your life. And you've had I a have, yeah. decently uh, insane just kind of life and upbringing and the whole thing so yeah this might be a loaded question but if you don't mind kind of just uh taking us through an overview of kind of all you've been through and where you come from and what you're about because you're a fascinating individual man well thank you yeah um i was born in maryland and my parents divorced when i was still a baby so i moved with my mother down to florida to west palm beach and eventually uh up to southern west virginia when i was two or three you know, too young to remember and that's where I, I was raised uh, until I went to college uh, that's where my mom was from so a uh, pretty small town uh, not necessarily small in comparison to other towns in West Virginia but small in comparison to yeah any other town anywhere else <laughs> uh, yeah you're yeah. West Virginian dude for sure so uh, then I went to WVU which is in Morgantown still in West Virginia but uh, yeah, more northern Uh, For college, Uh, while I was there, I got in a a bad wreck, so I was actually there for an extra year, uh, which, honestly, I probably would have been there for an extra year anyway. Ain't we all. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, from there, I um, started working. I actually missed my graduation because I started working a couple weeks before that, and then that's kind of taken me all over. Um, Pretty much every region in the U.S., um, Canada, Australia, 
and eventually I settled down here in Pittsburgh because of the job mm-hmm. uh, about, what, five and a half years ago? Yeah. And yeah, I'm here for now. And I guess just to give everybody background as to our relationship, I probably met you, what, like four years ago, three uh whenever you guys started started working at the gym you were already lifting at the gym yeah yeah Yeah, i I found that gym fairly quickly and i i went the first week i was here yeah yeah well shout out to sinclair (laughs) fitness real quick getting that out of the the, uh the first week i was here i i went to a different gym every day until i found one that i was comfortable with and then yeah yeah there ever since yeah so when i first started there you know i'm a skinny little white kid with a ponytail and john was about 150 pounds heavier than he is now yeah. or like 100 pounds at least right no not not quite that much i was were i was like, probably were you like pushing uh, 300 weren't you no i was like 265 i'm giving you too much credit motherfucker. Yeah, I know, but I wish. no now i this morning i was 212 <laughs> well that's you're cutting down you look great get, yeah we're getting in shape for the power lift to me but when you were closer to your 265 and i didn't know you and i was like oh, this big ass fucking tattooed dude is pulling a bunch of weight you were like because the gym's very weird it's like there's kind of bodybuilding there's kind of crossfit and then there's kind of like there's this big dude doing powerlifting shit and i was like kind of scared to talk to him and then one day he was wearing like a ghost t-shirt or like a heavy metal t-shirt i'm like nice shirt man <laughs> he's like oh thanks and he ends up being the nicest dude of all time and it blossomed yeah, from there. Yeah, it blossomed from there. So, and um, super supportive and down with Death Comes Lifting since day one. Even before we were even as good of friends as we are now, I remember coming to you with this idea, and you were like fully on. And you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, I remember having several conversations with uh, yeah. friends before I even met you about you know how how it's kind of shitty that I'm so into something and there isn't any any cool stuff out there you know the music i like there's cool shit as far as clothing or whatever the uh, yeah um you know I, I grew up skateboarding and it's still uh it's something i'm passionate about obviously can't do it right now but we'll um they have cool shit and then you know i'm really into the lifting thing and yeah man it wasn't it <laughs> wasn't a lot of stuff out there that aligned with uh, my other interest i guess yeah, and you're so valuable now. It'd be feel weird even doing this without you. So that's cool. But what is um, going back to your injuries? Let's do. Let's talk about that. Your uh, your your uh, your crazy uh, West Virginian upbringing. What kind of injuries <laughs> did that bring? Because you have a list of injuries that would rival anybody's. I'm saying. Honestly. Oh, maybe yeah. I should have. You're humble about the list. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like a bunch of broken cool. fingers and cool. knuckles and whatnot, and. As you can tell, I've broken my nose five or six times. It does have a uh, face for radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, when I was in second grade, I got uh, hit with a baseball. Um, so I guess healthcare in southern West Virginia, um, not that there isn't good health care if you look in the right places, but for the most part, uh, it's subpar in comparison to to a lot of places that are that are larger. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up um, a real sick kid. Um, couldn't go outside a lot for a long time. Spent a lot of time at Duke University in the hospital uh, as a kid. And um, so anyway, I got hit with a baseball and it fractured my ankle. Uh, but I went to a local hospital and they got my X-rays confused. 
and said that basically, you know, I just got hit with a baseball and it fucking hurt. And I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like two weeks later, I was sitting uh, with my legs crossed playing Sega Genesis because it just came out. And uh, yeah, and uh, I stood up from playing that and my ankle snapped. So uh, that was the first time I broke it. That sent me back down to Duke University, which it's probably about three hours south of where I grew up. Maybe uh, maybe four. And that's the ankle that, that you the don't ankle, have anymore. The that's infamous like ankle, the yeah. Ankle. Okay. And so I, I broke it for the first time in second grade. Uh, I broke my wrist for the first time in fifth grade, uh, playing like football at recess on pavement. Good idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so just know, a bunch of kid injuries, and you yeah, had, just you like had a wild normal kinda, shit, and I was kind yeah. of uh, an idiot kid. And like looking back now, well, who is I, I realize that I'll, it's not normal to just constantly be fucking something up. But, but anyway, so um, well, we're soft now. Back where you were from and when you were growing up, I'm sure that was the norm. So I'm sure that kind of contributes to, your, lot, to yeah. your mindset now and kind of. I'm not how, that much older than you. Well, you're yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's, um, but yeah, so that's in fifth grade, and then in middle school. Um, a couple ankle injuries, pretty minor, just you know, bad sprains, crushes for a couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like broken tailbones and, you know, I chipped a bone in my wrist. Um, just like kind of little little stuff that didn't, you know, no surgery or anything. Yeah. Um, and then in high school was when I really started having trouble with my ankle. You know, I, I'd gotten a little bit more serious with skateboarding. I was never good. But That's fair. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think <laughs> anybody uh, is yeah but i fucking love the hell out of it but uh yeah so just like minor shit like that a couple of concussions and then um in high school yeah my ankle just went to hell i uh i heard it pretty much every time i did anything um skateboarding uh playing basketball i grew up playing basketball because it was really the only inside sport so it's, you know all i really had or yeah. i couldn't really go outside and um so when I was, I believe, 16, I had complete ligament reconstruction um, for the first time down at Duke again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, I broke it a couple more times in high school. And we actually went back, me and a couple of buddies, and I was on crutches more for the four years I was in high school than I wasn't. <laughs> so you broke your ankle a couple more times in yeah, high school, yeah. just like doing like skateboarding yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just random shit. shit. Yeah, and then like I'd rolled it so much that my ligaments weren't actually torn. They were just so stretched out that, you yeah, know, they, they you, might useless, as well not be there. Useless, so that's yeah. what led to the surgery. And to be fair, I didn't rehab it like I should have. I mean, I went to physical therapy, but I did stupid shit I shouldn't have done when I was still in the walking boot and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's very punk rock of you. no it's me being an idiot same thing um anyway but yeah so i had that surgery uh and you know a couple more injuries i got to college and um i didn't really do much you know i I got into lifting weights some in high school and that kind of carried over into college but to be honest i just partied and got fat Mm -hmm. and then um i got a little bit of a hold of myself uh leading up until I was 21. It was the summer, I think, before my senior year of college. And um, that's when I, I got in that wreck. So from the wreck, I compound broke uh, my tibia, my fibia, and uh, shattered my ankle, shattered my foot, and then kind of like ripped off the back half of my foot. Uh, so from that, I had 
uh, you know, several surgeries. I was in the hospital for months. Um, I think I, I finally took a step at like 16 months or something like that. But they basically took my uh, lat, 90% of one of my lats, and made me an ankle out of it where I'd ripped it off and then skinned from my thighs to kind of wrap around it. So, I mean, that was a bunch of surgeries, and, and the inside was mainly uh, plates and stuff. I mm. uh, also collapsed both my lungs and tore my aorta in two. So I have a stent in my aorta, and I was on a ventilator for quite some time. And then one of the lungs came back fairly easily, and the other one got a chest tube for a couple months. But, I mean, it's fine now. Um, and then from that, I didn't have any surgeries for a while, so that was 11 years ago. And uh, I had some infections while I was in the hospital. It's kind of impossible not to just with how open everything was. But, you know, I had gotten over them, and uh, it just seemed like every couple years I would get an infection. And it, it wasn't just like, a, you know, I'm feeling bad, you get antibiotics. It was like two, three weeks in the hospital. <laughs> virgin Serious death, fucking like, infection. Yeah, yeah up like stuff. horror movie-esque infection. Yeah, yeah, yeah gross. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so every time it was just like, it took me longer to respond to medicine. The infection came on quicker and like it would, it would be harder for me to recover from it. And so, um, a few years in, I tore my ACL on my good leg mm -hmm. a few years after these surgeries. So that was the next surgery I had. And then, um, I tore, uh, two ligaments in my wrist and, uh, like the, some cartilage in there. Uh, but I, I didn't get it fixed. I just got it shot up with steroids until it didn't hurt anymore. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to ride that one out. But yeah, and I had a shoulder injury and I tore my quad in the, in the wreck. But um, yeah, so I had my ACL done and then I kept getting these infections uh, this last December. Uh, and, and meanwhile, I, I have arthritis and it was getting to the point where you know, I couldn't really walk very well. I couldn't uh, really walk without a cane. And, you know, I'd get steroid shots, and it was just to kind of get me by. And then I had had it fused. And so that was like, what, three years ago probably I had it fused. Yeah. And then that was about a year recovery. And then less than a year after that is I had another infection this last uh, holiday season. It was yeah. the day after Christmas, yeah. And it was like the worst one. I mean, within two hours, I about died. Like that's no exaggeration. Yeah. Like you, you're very close to actual death. Yeah, 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 very, very close. And uh I wouldn't respond to anything. I ended up getting uh taken I was in a different part of West Virginia visiting and uh got an ambulance to like the university hospital a few hours away where I've had the majority of my operations. And um yeah, so I, I wouldn't respond to any medicine for four or five days. I finally did. Uh they were gonna amputate it then. But ideally, you're able to plan. You know, if they could get rid of the infection, they could take it at the ideal spot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, my body would be in a little bit better condition than, you know, I, w I wasn't well. Right. Um, so they got the infection taken care of, and it just came down to, uh, you know, my ankle didn't really work. Uh, it was really, really limiting me. And uh, for as long as I kept it, it was um, life, uh, life threatening. They said because you know, I travel so much for work. Sometimes I'm in the middle of the desert. Sometimes I'm in the middle of 
Iowa, you know. Yeah. Uh, and within two hours from the first symptom is when I almost died the last time. So, like, say I was on a two-hour flight, you know, I'd be fucked. So uh, it was a pretty easy decision for me. And then we waited a couple months to make sure the infection was actually gone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this last February. Yeah. So, what, six months ago? Six months ago. Yep. Yeah. It went fast. And uh, now you know why we call him Frank and Jan, ladies and gentlemen. He ain't no, <laughs> he ain't no poser, man. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, I knew all that, and that's that's a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Just to just to sit down and like really hear you talk about all that. I think like, it's like list it all. It sounds a lot worse than this. It's like a bunch of broken bones, but a bunch of pretty easy ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's with the, the exception of the getting the leg cut off. The but. the main thing, if we could take it back to, was uh. If you care to talk about any more the the wreck, that yeah, for that sure. is um, it seems to me like it was just uh, you're just injury you're an injury prone kid injury prone kind of cat yeah, but for uh, sure. that is what really sent it to like like this is some serious shit right now yeah 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 for sure so um, so where where was that and what happened in the uh, in the wreck it was um, in Morgantown where I went to college. And where I was living at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was working as a bouncer at a bar and also um, working for one of my friends at a pizza place during the day okay. uh, for the summer. Yeah. I mean, I was a bouncer all the time, but yeah, for yeah. the summer. Yeah. Side hustle? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a douchey bouncer. I, I, just, I know you I were. Just chilled. Yeah. You were cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I. I uh, was working both jobs for like three or four days, so it was just really, really long hours. And uh, I went to work that night, and uh, something messed up with like the radiator on my truck when I went to get in it. And so I, I had a motorcycle, so I took a motorcycle. And I typically didn't ride it at night there just because there's so many fucking drunk people there driving around at night, you know. Uh, yeah, college town makes yeah, sense. And, yeah. yeah, at the time, and I think this year, again, it was like the number one party school in the in the country, and they didn't have like the DUI task force and all that shit. Like, you, like it, was, it was pretty wild place. I'm sure it was, man. And so like, I just literally the wild west, not to be corny, but like it kind of yeah, sounds it, like it was. Yeah. yeah. It was a blast, but yeah. Uh, sure. And like the roads, there are so fucked up. So like, uh, yeah, riding a bike at night you. was just stupid. So right. I, I never did it, but I had to do it because I didn't have another way to get to work. And so, uh, so I went was, to work. This was a bicycle or a motorcycle? A motorcycle. Motorcycle. Yeah. 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 All right. And so, um, yeah, I went to work that night. Uh, one of my other buddies that worked there was supposed to meet some friends at the bar to hang out and drink. And uh, they canceled on him once he was already there. So he kind of was just like, look, you know, I could stand to make a few extra bucks. Why don't you go home and I'll cover the rest of your shift since I'm already down here. Like, all right. So it was probably, I don't know, midnight or something like that. And I got like right near my house, like the road my house is on at the time. Mm-hmm. and uh there was a stop sign and the person in front of me was fucking wasted like absolutely wasted to the point of like they would catch themselves and slam on their brakes and like i just didn't want anything to do with them mm-hmm. so you can see everything at the stop sign so the stop sign i passed them i was like you don't have to worry about them anymore and so the uh maybe half a mile up the road was a a light uh just you know Two, two lane road and a light at an intersection where it crosses and it was green and there was a car coming towards me in the other lane that would have passed through the light about the same time and they uh, 
turned in front of me to turn left like they didn't signal or you kind of got to go in into that lane to get over to to make the left but i mean you can always see somebody and they just didn't see me and so it was either smack a telephone pole or hit them mm-hmm. and i was thinking they would eventually see me so i tried to like lay it down and i was just gonna See, hope for the best hope, yeah it's better yeah. than smacking the pole or smacking the car but they just never saw me so i ended up hitting them head on and, and then, then you woke up in a hospital no or i didn't i didn't did, get knocked out you didn't get knocked out no nah. so I, a uh, severe amount of pain not really i mean no. it was just like the shock thing dude i uh that makes sense right you're so full of adrenaline did you realize yeah. what had happened to you yeah no happened? i knew what had happened yeah like i was, I was real aware it's just it was so weird it was like surreal and i mean i remember it like so much detail to this day but i uh i flew you know however far yeah. and then uh i was probably going like 45 40 something like that and uh i looked down and yeah you like think really quick and those sorts of like you have so many thoughts in such a short time right well like my leg bones were out of like a compound broken but they were out of my jeans like they tore through my jeans too and then, like, you remember that sight of your leg yeah, bones sticking yeah. out of your jeans? Yeah, it's fucked up. And then, uh, like, awesome. the back part of my foot was ripped off. So it was just like flesh, and it was it was gross. Awesome. So like, I instantly looked down. I was like, legs gone. Yeah, you know, that, that's just what it. you accepted. That's just what I thought. Yeah. And so I, I stood Moving up. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you stood up. I stood up and then just pissed myself. Well, yeah. And I remember being like, "Why the fuck am I pissing myself? I couldn't stop it, but it was obviously shocked." And then um, this girl, I guess, had got out of her car or something and was on the phone with 911. And she said something to me. I went to talk. And when mm. I went to talk, it was like somebody just turned on a faucet of blood out of my mouth. Like, I wasn't puking. I wasn't gagging. But it was just like a constant flow. Like, evil dead, too. Dude. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm fucked. My insides are fucked. I'm going to yeah, die. Internal bleeding. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was. I mean, I tore right. my aorta in, too. And I mean, that's like a seven minute bleed out or something. Do you have any head injury? Um, I mean, I'm, it's hard to say. I was wearing a helmet. Because the damage has already been done to but that But like part. after that moment, like I remember being in the ambulance. I remember being on the operating table. And then, dude, I lost like six weeks. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you <laughs> might have been better off losing six weeks. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like that whole like chunk of time right there yeah. is super foggy. I mean, I remember certain things from the hospital and, like, some fucked up stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's really, really weird, like, that time frame. I mean, even... This is weird. Let's go. Uh, even, like, uh, so maybe about six months ago, maybe a year ago, I was just talking to a couple of my buddies and uh, reminiscing, as yeah. one does. Sure. And like uh, I started talking about this this one story. We won't say what it is. But I started, like, remember when this, 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 this. Yeah. And, like, they had to tell me that I, w- I wasn't there. Like, in my head, I was sitting in this spot in the car. And what had happened was that that was while I was in the hospital, like, in, like, induced coma or whatever. And they would just come in every single day and just fucking talk to just me. Just bullshit with you. <laughs> I just formed this memory. And, like, it's real. Like, I yeah, to this you, day, it feels real. I know it's not. Man. But... Yeah. So like that whole, that whole, what five six months probably. Yeah. Is like bits and pieces. I mean that has to fuck with your head. Yeah. Right? Like you're a rem- 
well, I'm sure some would argue with me on this, but you're <laughs> you're uh, you're a remarkably level-headed dude. Especially so yeah. from all like all you've been through, like you're very stoic, you're very calm and like collected with your thoughts and very methodical and like you don't really seem to let things get to you. And uh did did that get to you? Like when yeah, that happened? Sure. Like did did you like have PTSD in a way? Like do you think about that shit? Does I it mean, talk with you? Yeah, for sure. I, I think Are you that, human? like Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> human. Uh I mean I have the same fucked up mental stuff that everybody else has sure. i think a lot of it's just my demeanor you know i'm monotone as hell i don't do good at showing emotion fair <laughs> fair but you yeah know, i'm a pretty i'm do. a pretty calm person in general right. like to me getting all worked up and panicking isn't like there's not one time where that's gonna help mm-hmm. so uh yeah i mean it, it definitely fucked with me i had a lot of time to think that the fucked up thing is um there's a whole situation with my insurance so like at the time i didn't have like the means to figure out how fucked up i was mentally you know what i mean like i was just trying to to get some pity physical therapy right (laughs) you know what i mean get back to like i I obviously wasn't working like i was in a wheelchair at the time um, you know, and the prognosis was if I was going to walk again, it was going to be like room to room with a cane. And like, I didn't know any different at the time. I couldn't use crutches cause I had a pick line where I gave myself my own IVs and stuff. And so like, it definitely fucked with me, but at the same time, I don't think I'd change it just because, right. um, I had a lot of time to sit there and think, and like, I took a lot of shit for granted and like. Not that I didn't use my time productively, because, I mean, I definitely didn't, but it was just I didn't appreciate things or, like, the time I had doing things. or like just something as simple as, like, walking my ass into a movie and watching a movie. You know what I mean? Just, like, little shit like that I just didn't appreciate, and especially the physical part. Like, I had made some excuse. I didn't really know what I was doing with lifting. I like to think I did, and I lifted, you know, from probably about 15 or 16, uh, but I was just getting fucking fat and getting big. yeah. And, and that was what it, the excuse I was like, oh, I don't care how fat I am. I just want to get big and strong. strong but I wasn't strong though, because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And so it was just an excuse to do whatever I wanted to do. So that, that was a big thing is like, I started thinking of how much I didn't want to be laying in the bed because when I got out of the hospital, I had a hospital bed in my house. So it wasn't like I was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like a change of scenery for a while. Right. So, like, I had a lot of time to think and be like, okay, what can I do? Like, I'm not going to be able to play, like, backyard sports with my friends. Uh, I'm not going to be able to skate. And I had really enjoyed lifting, but that was kind of like I defaulted to that. And I was like, okay, whenever I can, like, I'm going to actually do it and actually learn about it and actually uh, let myself be passionate about it because I didn't have much choice. And, you know, if I wanted to do something and not just be a piece of shit, well, you know, not not that just hanging out is a piece of shit, but to me, I was no, just like, I man, I didn't appreciate the shit at all. Like, I took so many things for granted. That's a typical story, man. I mean, almost, yeah. I mean, not your story, but almost losing your life or coming to some sort of physical impalement to make you appreciate what you've taken for granted so long. Yeah, and I think, you know. like, I need a bigger kick than probably most because, right. I mean, I have a lot of, like, big kick. <laughs> life, yeah, a life, uh, 
the metaphorical kick the with old, the leg I don't have. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I had a lot of, like, near-death shit probably just from being sick when I was younger and then a couple car wrecks, and I just got really lucky a handful of times. And so I think it took something where I, I was actually, like, suffering for some time to, right. to make myself sit down and be like, I have to... You have to have a figure goal, out what the fuck figure I'm doing. Out what you're doing. Well, that is, I mean, to you, it's that's just natural. But a lot of people look at that and think, like, how didn't you slip into a depression? How weren't you just like, fuck this? Like, why were you like, well, when I get out of here, I'm going to fucking hit the gym and I'm going to do it right <laughs> this time? Because people never think that. Would they go their whole lives never thinking that way about anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, I didn't. Like, there's, there's still a big journey. And I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't do it, do it right necessarily. I tried to improve and like, you know, it's all just a journey, I guess. But uh, I mean, I definitely have had my bouts, you know, um, definitely not ashamed to say that just like anybody else. I mean, I've, I've fallen into very, very deep depressions and honestly, I, I think it's a couple things like one, man, the world's fucked up. Like there's a lot of people that really have it rough. This is true. And Two is just like it wasn't gonna get me anywhere. <laughs> True. Man. You know what I mean? Like well, what if everybody thought that way? Like I felt fucking horrible. And I was like, Yeah, I could either either just like settle into this and let this be my life or try for it not to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you did. Yeah, and, you and, still and at the time I was I was still pretty young. So like Yeah. I think that helped some. You know, I wasn't settled into a career or like Right. You know, I was doing whatever I needed to do to make ends meet. So it wasn't like it. <laughs> so you know, I, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose all this shit. So you're just like eye opening. And you kept that attitude till right now, obviously. <laughs> Off and on. Off and on. But <laughs> like I said, I mean, know. just like anybody else, like I definitely have struggled mentally. But it's just what helps me, too, is like I'm not trying to do like the pity card or anything but i've had some fucked up shit happen mm-hmm. so like if i get to that place i'm like look if i made it through that and You'll found happiness then like i'll come out of this just like that it's important to have most people don't know what that feels like so in yeah a it's way, definitely an advantage in a way you're lucky dude i i you know there's been a lot of really really painful stuff and a lot of stuff i haven't been able to do and and whatever but i i think being where I'm at now, I wouldn't have changed it. Like, if I could go back, I might have changed some things. Like, I would have told him to take my leg then. Because this is like a new lease on life for me. I've only yeah. had it for like two months, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, you're so much better. Yeah. Like, so- I feel better. I sleep better. You know, I, I went hiking the other day. I've never been hiking in my life. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to all this later, but just yeah. the amount of pain that you were in, just keeping that foot that you, you know, your original foot that yeah. you mangled, like you were, you were in a constant pain, like since I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucked up. And it was just like doing, doing things I wanted to do, like deadlifting, yeah. like I deadlift and I wasn't going to walk for two or three days. Like it was, it was done. They're like, yeah, I remember. say that we went to a concert or whatever. Then like, I'm done for a few days after that. And to not have that now, it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, it just opens up a, a lot of doors. And that that's what's been probably the hardest part of this one. Until I got the leg, when I was still just, like, gimping around on crutches without a leg. 
Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Nothing. And, and deadlifting one thirty five. Uh, then it was it was like a little bit harder for me to be around people because it was just like the fucking pity looks, and they they it's come from a good place, yeah, and absolutely. like a, it's, it's a awkward situation for them. Absolutely. But like it was such a positive thing for me to finally do this that like I was ecstatic. I just wanted to get into one of these. Yeah. Right. I mean, I knew that about you since the since you did it. So I, yeah. you know, I tried to help with that, but um. Going back to uh, you in the hospital and making that conscious decision to like take your lifting and your fitness seriously, or at least try to come from approach it, approach it from a better from <laughs> a better mindset than you have would. Definitely been. Yeah, you're in your prime right now for yeah. sure. Mentally, you're yeah, you're sharp and you're on you're on point with that. But um, so in a way, you could say like just like myself, like lifting kind of saved your life in a way not necessarily your heartbeat life, but like your purpose and like it gave you drive and um, keeping that constant is, is that at least I have a theory that that is what keeps you so level-headed is having that constant gym, that lifting in your life. Yeah. It's like I've, a church in a way. I have a weird kind of, kind of view on that. I, I've thought about it a lot because, yeah. you know, it's not something that I'm particularly good at like in comparison to other people to other people that are really into it and it's not me either yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I it's not fitness so like I, I really thought about you know I, I invest so much time and like i've put my body through so much not not so much now because i'm healthy but when i wasn't healthy you know that's one thing i refused to give up once i started again but i think what it is is like i think that there's a lot of shit like the world can be really fucked up and there's a lot of shit that are either, that's either out of our control that happens to us or that we don't have full control over that happens to us. And to me, that's like a one outlet that like every day I'm going to choose to go do that. I'm going to be in control of what I do. And of course, like maybe I'll fail at some weight or something, but, but just the act of, okay, I'm going to do this programming or I'm going to do this when I go to the gym today, this workout and it's going to be fucking hard or, or whatever. Like I'm in complete control of that. That's the one thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I'm traveling for work, no matter what gym I go to, no matter who I'm with, uh, everything is, is my decision and I'm in a hundred percent control of it. And not, not that I'm a control freak or anything, but it's just like, there's not a lot out there that you can do that with. And especially I got kind of, I had a little bit of a background in it. And I, and I liked it, but I got kind of pushed into that because that was the only thing physical I could do. And I just like wanted to do something physical so bad besides laying in bed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, whenever I get all this shit out of me, then that's what it's going to be. So when you started lifting, it was in your teens, just like dudes do, just try to get big, try to get strong, just kind of recreationally. <laughs> yeah. Or how did you, uh, what, what, what made you take the step to uh, go in the gym? Was it friends? Yeah, I think, well, see, I didn't even go in the gym. That's the thing is like, I think that, um, well, when I was younger, I went into like the community center that was you know, down by my house, which now that I think about how young I was, just like walking down there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how, how, how young were you? Boy? Pretty, pretty fucking young. Like 12? We're talking? Oh, no, younger than that, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, for sure, yeah. All right, sweet. But um, I mean, that's Single just kind of how things were back then. And where you were from, it was no yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you'd be on the fucking news. Yeah, even, well, down there is, like, drugs have hit that place really, really bad, so you can't, like, nothing's fucking safe. Okay. 
but uh anything anyway uh yeah i just like a couple of my friends did it and um i went over to one of their houses and he had like a whole setup like his stepdad lifted and then turned their basement into like a little gym and uh so i, I really started to like it and so i eventually got a weight bench like and just put it in my bedroom besides my beside my bed and like a curl bar and a set of dumbbells that you know the screw-ons that you just put the for sure in. yeah and so i mean by lifting in high school I, I did like bench and arm stuff and like maybe some back but like i had no fucking clue what i was doing it's typical i feel like i was the same way yeah Most, a lot and of I mean, dudes are especially you know like even in college i'll go to the school gym sometimes and then like i think after my freshman year i just kind of like i was like 265 probably maybe more but like not in any bit of shape whatsoever like i was fucking fat and so i think i was just like man i gotta get this under control and i went and worked for the summer in maryland and then went to the gym every day and then um when i graduated i when i first started working i lived with two guys from work that uh still good friends of mine but one of them had just got done playing arena football it was like 320 and one of them um done several powerlifting and bodybuilding things so um they were real into it i was probably like 180 pounds <laughs> no way yeah and uh yeah so ever since then like i got really into it with them and i just tried to to learn about it do as much as possible and then i got fascinated with powerlifting and the rest is have been instantly or, uh not instantly but have been hurt for yeah. fucking four years now yeah, whether my shoulder constant or injury my from... fucked up my back and then you know the wrist. surgery of wrist and then the surgeries on my ankle and leg so yeah, yeah finally healthy do you remember what uh the first day in the gym was like after you uh got out of the hospital after the first time after your wreck and recuperated and you had your head in your head that you were gonna do it do you remember yeah i do uh so i still had like some weights and stuff at this point in my garage i had uh, a little bit more than i had before i'd, I'd gotten into it a little bit more after that freshman year you know, yeah. this is a couple years later and uh i wasn't in good shape but i wasn't in awful shape you know i was, I was big but considering like, the lifted. circumstances you were probably in pretty good shape yeah 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 um and yeah so i went into the hospital at like 260 something mm-hmm. and when i got out for the first time i was 152 so I dropped like a hundred, hundred and ten pounds in like a few months. Um, that'll that'll happen to you. Yeah, the first the first time I looked at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Do you remember what that was oh, like it was for you? Fucking awful, dude. I looked dead. Uh, I don't look good at one fifty. I don't be, have the build be, for one fifty. It would be very weird to see. You <laughs> yeah, at like sunken sheet, sunken cheeks, and in a way, I feel like stuff. I feel like that must have been scarier for you than actually uh, hitting the car. I remember the exact, like I remember what shirt I was wearing. You I remember exactly it. what I looked like the first time. And it was in the, the bathroom at the hospital, yeah. in my hospital room. But, um, yeah, anyway, so I started, like, I had a, a pick line where it's, like, they they put a IV in you that can last up to, like, six months. And so I'd have to give myself IVs every day for, um, actually, I had two of them because I needed it for longer than six months. And so you can't lift more than, like, five pounds. So I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't wheel myself. I couldn't crutch myself. And I obviously couldn't lift. But I got, like, five-pound dumbbells and started doing shit with them. And then when I finally got it out, I went downstairs, and, dude, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't dumbbell press, like, flat bench. I think it was 20s or 25s. 
and and so like I just worked and worked and worked every day for a while until I, I got comfortable enough that I thought like I'd be all right with going into the gym and so uh, a really really good friend of mine still fucking like a brother to me um he just started coming and getting me and taking me because I didn't have a car I couldn't drive uh it was a whole different story we'll get get into that later (laughs) but uh, the gym was right near my house that he went to and it was just like a little privately owned weightlifting gym and it was just like everybody there was so supportive and we would go when nobody was really there we'd have the gym to ourselves and he was super super supportive does it remind you of our gym now and how we're kind of supportive to each other was it like a small on a smaller scale it was a lot smaller smaller very very small gym like maybe the size of the weight room Probably smaller. Yeah, like old steel weights. You know, I love not, that not a piece shit, of equipment though. in there. You know, I love that, that they shit. bought in the last yeah. fifteen years. No it's machines. closed now. Yeah, but uh, that's a shame. But but yeah, those places are special. Yeah, and so I got into it like that, and I started traveling a lot for work, and I just kind of found gyms and started finding gyms, and then once I moved in with those guys, we lived together for probably like six or seven months. Uh, that's what really just like from then. I, I got the bug. Got the bug, and yeah. it, you've kept the bug through through bug. thick and thin and limbs and all the other ligaments. I lose my and mind if I shit. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become it's like a big it's stress reliever. That important. Um, yeah. So it is. It's non-negotiable for you at this point. Um, I know. Uh, coming out out of your surgery, um, as soon as the doctors gave you the okay to lift, we were in the gym that day. And yeah, it was, uh, you, it was the third day. Yeah, the third day, right? Uh, I yeah. wanted to say the second I didn't get day. the okay, too. But you didn't get the okay? No. So you probably told me you got the okay, probably, too. So you told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You told me you got the okay, too. I mean, we what's the worst that the, could happen? It was already gone. Right. We were, we were in the gym the third day. Yeah. And um, kept a pretty, uh, we, we got pretty good workouts. Yeah, we had like, like uh, we thought it was gonna go. Like we didn't really know what was going on, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, I had like this whole thing planned out because I'd spent so much time on it that, like, you know, for the first month, this is exactly what my workouts were gonna look like. And uh, you know, I I fucking hate painkillers, like mm-hmm. with a passion, and never taken one. Horrible experience. I didn't have a choice. You know, I woke up from that oh, yeah. shit like on stuff that For like sure. yeah. I had I to get weaned so. off of and yeah. all that shit. And it was just awful. Like, I just I don't like it. It, it makes me an asshole. It, um, yeah, just don't like it's it. It's so, terrible for you, kids. Yeah, don't I think do like it. the second week, whenever I got out of the hospital, I stopped, and I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna put up with it. And it was like from that point the the workouts really started i was actually able to start start like everything's came a lot quicker than i thought it would like i didn't think the timeline for me to deadlift anything was there's close to two years wow or you know and squat wasn't in the in the picture yet and there's pretty much like not don't get my hopes up but let's see what happens so i really didn't expect to to be lifting like this I was going to continue lifting, but I didn't. You didn't expect to power I thought lift. I was just going to go in and, you know, maintain as much as I could. You know, I didn't pick up anything heavy up until yeah, a few weeks ago. And still not heavy, but, you know, heavy heavy for me at the time. So, yeah, it's been pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, the first four months were fucked up because I was, like, so far behind schedule. And, like, yeah. lifting went well, but I didn't have a leg. It took... um. 
it took a while to get you a prosthetic. We were yeah, it was uh, like four months or close to it, and I was thinking I was gonna yeah, get it. I was like, was gonna dude, I'm gonna walking. be good in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had that in your head, and we were. I was in. Yeah, yeah, but no, man, you really made it work, and that's a just hopping around on one leg sometimes you didn't even use crutches you're just in there we were we were in there when the gym was closed so nobody would mess with you or you really could just fall and not be embarrassed (laughs) it wasn't that i was gonna be embarrassed it was just that like the pity thing man like to me i know i just i I don't know if i overthought it or, or what but it was the same thing of like leading up to it i just like kept getting drilled like you need to talk to people that's had this done you need to talk to people that's had this done you and in my point of view I didn't because like the only thing they were going to tell me is what I wasn't going to be able to do. Right. And fuck that, you know, I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. And, and realizing like how bad it was before, like I, I see that now way more. So like if I have a little bit of pain right now, it's nothing, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's like, I'm good to go. I, the thing I'm worried about the most is breaking this one. Which probably will happen. Yeah, it's got like a 365-pound stamp on it right there. So Yeah, yeah, we might break that, which yeah. will be cool. You can keep it and frame it and do whatever with it when you break it. Just make <laughs> it like I did this, <laughs> get a new one. But, yeah. uh, man, it's just uh, it's such wild just to think about. But uh, you were you, – you had in your mind also it was a blessing that you were getting amputated. And that's hard for, that's hard for people to wrap their head around. Um, yeah. But just – they didn't know your circumstance yeah. like I did. So I tried to like kind of mediate that situation with other people and like make jokes about it. And, you know, people think I was terrible for making fun of your one leg. But I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm like, yeah, I am okay, a motherfucker, yeah. but like it would, it helps, you know? Yeah, and no, it, it definitely does. If you have like a uptight or like, woe is me point of view on, on anything, then like, I mean, you got to fucking joke about stuff. Yeah. Like, you just can't. I just try to make people feel awkward now. Yeah, man, but, um, for sure, me too. That's <laughs> what I've built everything on. <laughs> um, that's why we get along. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's such an appreciated quality in a person. I feel like just a, in a friend, just anybody, that uh, ability to laugh at yourself and not take things too seriously and just, like, just rise up to the occasion and just do it without any excuses. Like, you have, you're the kind of person, you've had, like, no excuses. I've never heard you make an excuse, I don't think. I appreciate like, like, that. Like, I, I whine. Like, I whine. You, I mean, hey, I'm man. I'm a whiner. About, like, really stupid shit. Should, <laughs> like, I, pick, I pick and choose. Like, like a not using coaster that, type kind of thing. shit like that. You know? <laughs> the good, that's just, like, OCD. Yeah. The, the good thing is, uh, early on, I went through, like, all the fucked up shit. Look, you know, what, what I had after my accident wasn't pretty it was never pretty uh you know i could never walk without shoes i always had to wear something in my shoe you know like my leg was shorter than the other one uh so like the the weird fucked up shit where you're like i'm deformed uh or you're like okay i can't just like go walk into the ocean or um you know like this is you know, this is me, like looking at it is very unnatural. Right. Like all that shit that I imagine you would go through with a surgery like this, I went through when I was younger. Right. And so like that part of it was super easy. And then just like, like you said, like I'd wanted this done for years, but for insurance reasons, you couldn't opt into it. So I had my ankle fused. So like the end game was always to lose it like that. That was never in question. It was just a matter of when. 
So it was like, I wanted it done because right. I'm like, when I get done with this, I'm going to fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in my head, that's why I was like, I'm going to be able to do so much more shit. And you are already. Yeah. And it's been, and yeah, I've had this for less than three months or however long it's been. And like, I've done more in the last three to four weeks physically than I've done in that amount of time in the last 10 years. I mean, hands down. Dude, the last week of workouts that you've been <laughs> through. Fucking, oh, it's Roger. It's, yeah, shout out yeah. to our boy Roger, Backwoods Berserker, as we all know him, the Magus of Muscle. I gave He's up a, my control for, for once, and I'm getting my ass kicked for it. Yeah, Jan has always programmed himself until the uh, Backwoods Berserker stepped in and programmed for us. He did the uh, Transylvania Barbell program on the website, and it's uh, that's one of my favorite programs I've ever followed in my life. And uh, that dude is awesome. We should, he's going to come on the podcast with just me and him, but we should have one with you guys and talk yeah, about. Yeah, we should make a trip down there. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to document and podcast about your journey to the, uh, is there a, is there a title that this um, powerlifting meet is? I just call um, it powerlifting meet. There like, is. I, I got to look it up. I was honestly. We don't even know. We don't even care. I looked Fuck at the date and I just looked shit. at the, yeah, I looked at the surrounding. Yeah. I just picked a federation. I looked at the surrounding states to see who had dates within that one year mark. I don't know why. I just like. Cares. A, yeah, you want it's a, a mental thing, I guess. Like milestone. Thing, yeah. yeah. And uh, there was one in November and one in January. And We're invading this shit. November. Yeah, I just, uh, I knew I would do a lot better in January, but, like, I just don't want to wait. Like, if I, I could do it, I'd do it fucking tomorrow. I know. Just because I'm excited for it. I mean, it's... I'm excited. I'm I'm not even doing it, and I'm, like, super motivated and fired up. Yeah, it's something... It. I'm training with you, I mean, as much as I can, and it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a special energy to be there with you and knowing, knowing this goal, and uh, I hope it inspires other people. Yeah, me too. It was something I always wanted to do. I just, yeah. I, I couldn't uh, squat just because the way my, you know, my foot didn't move and I had drop foot, you know, I never made it back to, to mm -hmm. 90 even. And so I, I couldn't squat, uh, free weight squat for those 10 years up until I had my ankle fused. And then once I recovered from it, before I had my leg amputated, I had like six months of squatting. So like, I was still going to do a push-pull competition. I did a couple, like, charity things that were non-sanctioned, but I was going to do uh, a couple of them, and uh, I signed up for them, and I hurt my back about mm -hmm. two months out. Like, you know, had to be in bed for two or three weeks um, for the first one, and the second one was when I tore ligaments in my wrist. How'd you hurt your back? Um, I don't know if I remember that one deadlifting i think oh yeah i do remember that was deadlifting yeah. and it wasn't even like that heavy you were pissed no and and that's what uh you know i guess one injury i forgot about was is the same thing with my ankle yeah i uh you know basically opened up the floodgates to my arthritis and then i tore uh my muscle graft where it was connected and that was like deadlifting it was a deload week my yeah. first set that's just, is that weird? Is that's like how it goes? You hear those stories all the time. Yeah. Like I feel like you hear more lifting injury stories. It's like a routine warm up, like whatever set versus like I was going for my max and fucked myself up. I've never you know? like had a legitimate weightlifting injury when I maxed out. I mean, I might have like tweaked Tweaks, a little yeah. something, but I've never like fucked myself up. It's always just random shit. Bodies are weird, man. We're always learning. It's fascinating. That's the thing. We never get tired of the shit because it's like you're always working towards something. You're always learning new things about yourself or about this, yeah. this, just what we're doing. And, it's, uh, and there's so many like avenues. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like, I can do this for a while, which I love powerlifting. I mean, as a fan. Yeah, me too. You know? Obviously. It's, it's a stretch to be like, oh. I did that one like, competition you coached me in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's fun. It's yeah. great. You, who cares who you, where you place? And that's the thing that we want to get across to people, too, is it does, you don't have to deadlift 500 pounds. It doesn't matter. Just do your best and yeah. do something you like. And you like this. You just happen to yeah, like this. Yeah, dude. I think that if we keep going, we can we can do some things. We're going to do some things for sure. And uh, we may or may not have all this documented or will have this documented. I'm not going to say that we do, but I'm not going to say that we don't either. <laughs> and we're going to give you give you freaks something to look forward to because it's going to be special. And um, look for it. You're gonna fi- you're gonna find it whether you look for it or not, basically. If you don't know, now you know. I'll I have to get over my. Mhm. I like this a lot better than the camera. Oh yeah, I know. This Fucking is good. Weirds me out. Cameras are weird. I've but uh, we're doing it pretty uh, pretty raw, pretty Blair Witch style. It's not gonna be like anything super pretty. Yeah, I think. Um... Or it might be. I don't know. I'm not telling you guys fucking anything. You don't know shit. <laughs> my no shit about uh, what we're up to. My grandma helped raise me. Um, me too. She passed away when I was 19. Um, 18 or 18. My senior year of high school. And, um, yeah, I, I think it was just kind of like I looked so, so much up to her, like, my whole life. And she hated pictures. So my whole life, I was like, oh, I hate pictures. And she gave me this, like... <laughs> hatred for the fucking camera that has no merit no you're you know, right I, I don't care how i look it's not i respect it though it's just like uh it's just I like programmed into me now that's cool it's weird how that happens when you grow up with things you know you grow yeah. up with ideas that people you look up to just become yours and uh that's you why know, we got to be good man that's why we got to be inspirational to people i will say yeah before we wrap up the the one thing um that I've been really, really lucky with, you know, I've had kind of the shit end of the stick with injuries and and whatever is whatever phase of my life I've been in. I've had awesome, awesome friends and support group. So whether it was, you know, in college or high school or elementary school, I mean, I still have a good core group of friends from every single phase of my life. And I've been really fucking lucky for that. So you know That's be nice to we, people because that shit goes a long way yeah. I'm, I'm sure i haven't told them enough or they realize like how much they've holding it or helped me hold it together through the fucked up parts but yeah. you know that's take, take that yeah that's super and important it's made me especially recently just really evaluate how nice i am to people and uh just in general you know whether i know them or not just how i treat people and to be a little bit more aware of it because it, it really can go a long way and you get what you get back what you put out if you put out that energy you're gonna hopefully and eventually get it back from somebody and yeah if having you're sour that, all the fucking time then <laughs> yeah some shit's gonna happen to you and uh that can translate to the gym too having that like core like kind of tribal group of people like there is something to that you know like yeah. having that support system and getting in there and working hard and seeing your friends get pushed to their limits and being there and supporting them that that carries over into life instantly like yeah Yeah, us us lifting together for as long as we have like i would like that develops a bond that is hard to find like i would imagine like it's 
equivalent to a sports team or like somebody in the military like you could that's the way to recreate that is to like be in the gym together or something yeah. similar. hundred percent. I, I think that's part of what attracts me to it too, is, you know, uh, skateboarding was such a big part of my life. And there was a, you know, a group of us that are, are still very, very close, but you know, it was almost like outcast to a certain extent, you know, we were on little, little group that went around the, the city and, you know, mm-hmm. fuck shit up. Right. So, but every single one of those guys were so close to each other and, you know, still are for the most part that, you know, there is something to be said for that, uh, and, and weightlifting too, because, you know, in every phase of where I've, I've lived or lifted at or whatever, I still have at least one or two friends I met at the gym that, you know, I'm still friends with. Yeah, that makes, and I, I hope to be, uh, one of those friends that you'll be friends with forever too unless you like fucking throw me out of the window or something like that i think i'm stuck from this yeah unless something like that happens i think i'm stuck yeah for sure and uh that's a special bond that you can get from that let's ask some fun questions now that i asked everybody since the serious inspirational shit's over we can get get to know you for real (laughs) you get to know the real motherfucker that i deal with it's just like a power round of questions power round of questions let's go well this could get a little deep too depending on but uh who are your idols who are your heroes if you have if you have anybody this could be anything from anywhere who do you look up to who inspires you um i think that I mean, growing up, I definitely had idols just like anybody else, whether it's, you know, whatever I was into, whether it's a skateboarder or basketball player or football player or whatever. Um, yeah. My grandma was probably the closest person to me ever. That's cool, um, man. That's great. And I, you know, the older I get, the more I admire my mom. You know, she raised us as a single mother. Uh, my grandma had MS, so that wasn't easy either. She, she lived with us. Um, and just, you know, how uh, much she ha- she hid situations we were probably in. Now that I'm I'm older and can reflect a little bit, is uh, is, is extremely extremely admirable. So I'd say definitely them. Outside of that, I mean, I think you can find inspiration in a lot of shit, you know. And that's uh, that's one good thing. You know, I I fucking hated social media, and yeah. I got Instagram, and most uh, mostly I just look at funny shit, but. Yeah, there's some inspirational shit. Uh, there, there really is. I mean, you can find stuff in, in really any type of sport, any type of, uh, you know, career, any type of uh, you know, physical achievement for somebody that might be disabled or that, you know, I, I can connect to that really, really well. So, um, yeah, I don't think right now there's anybody that I'm like, hey, I, I want to be that person when I get older. But there's a lot of people in my life that I'd say that I know that are much more of an inspiration than like some superstar, you know, like Slowy or, you know, uh, really close friends of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's very, very inspirational things. And I can really think of just about every one of my friends lives. I can find some kind of inspiration from. It's important. Yeah. If you had to pick two exercises. You could only do two for the rest of your life. Uh, deadlift and I'm 
close grip bench oh yeah i knew it had to be a tricep i wasn't gonna say it i, I was gonna to say tricep rope extensions <laughs> yeah man for sure for sure all right we'll keep it related to the gym what is uh what's your favorite music to work out to if you had to give me like oh, a, uh no i've, I've watched you into place. the hole give me like okay an eclectic because we you know we're heavy on playlists here okay like uh like three to five songs that like kind of represent what you ones that pump you up what you're about all right uh, ricky martin the everly brothers <laughs> the righteous brothers the righteous unchained brothers. melody That's what I yeah. is is one um, i know that and I love that about it. That's like kind of one of the first things I learned about. You. I was like, I fuck with this dude. Listen to the Righteous Brothers and like that was like my Max Out song yeah. for like three years. Yeah. I know, dude. I, it puts I, me in. It puts me in a really. I don't know. Helps me concentrate. There's because it builds up. It starts really slow and then builds up. And one of the uh, coolest concerts I've ever been to. Uh, all the lights were off and they played that entire fucking song and turned up the volume as it built up. And then awesome. they just started the concert, and it was fucking sweet. That's awesome. But uh, so yeah, our this, next this podcast is just will lift probably with. be all about music. But okay. yeah, this is just a lift with. All yeah. right, so this isn't like this my is, musical taste. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, so that's saving that for later. Um, let's see. Uh, probably bugging out by Tribe Called Quest. Respect. Um. I know it's tough. It's just, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know. I mean, I, I, it would have to be, because I, I listen to several, like, genres, so probably uh, something Sweet heavier, sure. like, I don't know. Slipknot. No, not Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, no, I like Slipknot, for the record. I don't. They, I know you don't. I, I like the nostalgia. Have, I, I liked them in high school, so the nostalgia, this, like the first couple albums. They have a special uh, place in my heart. Mine too, mine too. Yeah. Sure. But not because I think that like they're good. I understand. Um, yeah, it had to be something heavy. So probably, uh, ooh, cut you down with Uncle or by Uncle Acid, and then probably like some Watain or. Yeah, um, we listened to that last night in the gym. Yeah, that's it, I liked it. It got me. Yeah, Lawless Darkness is my favorite that's Black Metal album great, of all time. Great album. Yeah, that awesome was, artwork too. Yeah, great vinyl, double yeah. gatefold. Yeah, we, we're nerds. We have that shit. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Fifth Song, uh, just because it's one of the best uh, hip-hop songs ever made, is Miss Fat Booty. Let's, let's go. You're very knowledgeable about old school hip-hop, which could be another podcast in yeah. itself, but that is <laughs> also a very special thing you've done for me is provide old school hip-hop knowledge. It's a great fucking vibe it is a good vibe yeah it's a special time and it's weird to think that like hip-hop itself has really only been around for 40 years right or like 50 at the most or yeah, something like that like so me. that's like yeah it's older than you go figure uh do you have any daily uh habits that you've attribute to your success or that are kind of like shit you gotta do besides i uh, have 10 shots of espresso <laughs> i do i do drink a lot a lot of coffee um some rituals you got rituals uh there's there's things i do certain ways for sure like things i'm, I'm pretty ocd about like yeah. uh i used to be really bad with toothbrushes i used to have to use a different toothbrush every time it's normal and it was just like what i worked into my budget but then people do that. i don't i don't do it anymore no you don't no nah, i haven't for, for a while All just because right. i mean like it's expensive 
it's not that. It just. It just, yeah, it just, it's just fucking ludicrous. We have no money. It's just, it's just ludicrous. It's not the money part. It's just fucking ludicrous. It's just like, like, it's just so fucking wasteful. Uh, So, yeah, I don't use the same towel more than once before I wash it. That's a ritual, I guess. Uh, And then, you know, my weird thing with the weights. Um, But outside of that, I think it's really just like trying not to limit myself. I've been, uh, decently successful in my career um and i think part of that is just like a controlled chaos um as you can probably tell i'm a bit adhd yeah but it's just uh i think i reached a point in my life where i i kind of just use it to my advantage so um i can have a lot of shit going on at once without really panicking i don't panic a lot no you don't yeah. So that's a zombie quality of your Frank and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's just, I, I mean, I do the same panic, shit when I get up bad. every day. I, I take my dog out and feed him and then lay down for about another 30 minutes or an hour and then go get uh, five shots of espresso. There we go. That's a ritual. Right? I shouldn't yeah. have even discounted that because that's and an then, important um, thing. We're very passionate about coffee. Yeah. Then most of the time I go to work from there. What is, uh, what's your diet slash supplement regimen looking like these days right now I feel like you can tell a lot from somebody about that yeah yeah right now uh it's roger man it's roger's giving yeah, it to you so right now i'm on like um he's hitting you with the devil's diet kind of it's it's like uh i started out by doing 10 days of keto and then tomorrow i have a four hour cheat window and then I'll do four hour, four days of keto, and every four days I have a four-hour cheat window. And then, uh, depending on where my weight's at, um, I'll go to every 10 days having a food-free day. The liquid? Yeah. Is that what that means? Like shakes? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, also on the other side, you know, I, I started dieting nine days ago and I think down six. So, like, if I am start losing too much weight, then we're going to switch it up and have a little bit more cheat in there. But that's what I'm doing right now. I'm not taking any supplements right now. I'm drinking coffee before I go. Um, I had a, a pretty detailed supplement regimen before I had surgery. Yeah, I know. But it was just when I, when I got out and started lifting again, it was just uh, I was happy to be able to lift. So I, I tried not to get things too detailed until – a couple of weeks ago when I was like, holy shit, like I can fucking do this now. Right. And I got away from supplements too. I feel like it's kind of like freeze your mind up a little bit and you really like realize what you need and what you don't. I had a really good doctor, um, about a year and a half ago, um, in between the two last surgeries I had. Right. And he really spent a couple hours with me and broke down every single, uh, supplement that I'd either taken or that planned on taking. And then, uh, how it had been tested and at what levels on you know what animals and if it's kind of bullshit or not oh shit and i had like a really really uh detailed supplement regimen which really was uh, a lot of like magnesium and potassium and uh, vitamin uh, d and then uh, vitamin e and honey and uh, I remember you doing that yeah, show. You bought dude, all those individual I, I felt, ingredients. As far as supplements go, it's I felt alive. the best I ever felt. I did that for like 
yeah, you, you know, six months, and then I had the surgery. And you mad scientist, that shit. It was sure. fucking awesome. Yeah. But uh, remember that. Maybe we should get back to that sometime. Yeah, it might help you recover. I mean, these workouts are intense. You might need yeah. some shit like that. I haven't worked out like this. Yeah, we might need to revamp like, I, the I, supplementation, I feel, bro. It feels amazing. I feel sore, like I did. Like I haven't felt like this in fucking years. I was so fucking hungry today. Were you it's hu- hard for me to sit down to use the bathroom. Yeah, that was pretty bad. The hunger hasn't been as bad. Really? Well, maybe that's because you're key, you're keto and it's kind of like keeping you satiated. Maybe. I mean, I think that where I had done it before, for like a few months at a time, um, helped. You know, because I, I think the first few days fucking suck. But uh, that's another thing is like if I have a strict diet, then I'm okay with keeping it. Like I don't really have a problem mm-hmm. doing it because it's something I can control. Yeah, you're so good I'm about like, that. You're good. You're really good. Yeah, about if, that. I, if I have to, it's when I don't diet that it's bad, because then I'm always hungry and I always eat, and you know I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter if I go out and eat with this person at this place because I'm not dieting right now. Doesn't matter, yeah. And so like I need the structure, so it's all right. Are you gonna enjoy your cheat window tomorrow? Yeah. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. guess right. Sushi. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> nice. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the, well, the way I was thinking, I was like, man, if if I can have like a shit ton of sushi, if I have four fuck. hours, then I eat with like ten minutes left, and I could get two meals out of it. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Doing two sushi meals back to back. No, I'll do one sushi. It'll probably make me sick. Um, yeah, dude. Let's go. I'm gonna do it after we lift. You're gonna squat tomorrow too. Yeah. Just throw up some sushi. You'll be sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it after I lift. I'm afraid I'll get sick if I do it first. Maybe. Smart and it's move. like it's a heavy workout tomorrow, so it's not a lot of volume. Oh, then that's good. Yeah. Final question: Favorite Black Sabbath album? Dun, dun. Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. Woo! I love you. That's it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Peace. Ending Peace. it. Mic drop at <laughs> Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. <laughs>